The Joe Mays and J-Rock Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. listening to the Joe Mays and J-Rock Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. Football. The Big it, Ten Championship lies on a measurement. Did he get it? No! He didn't get it! Penn State holds! They brought back the fun, they brought back the excitement, and now they've brought back a Big Ten Championship. The Penn State Nittany Lions are Big Ten Champions. And the NFL. He's in! Patriots win the Super Bowl! Brady has his fifth! What a comeback! Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappaugh. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 241 of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Rappaugh. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. You know, due to some other things, I've, I've sent some sent some picks in, but it, it, I think it, it feels like it's been a while since I've been here to actually make my picks. You know, so good to be back in in the routine of things, and uh, definitely want to be here for my picks tonight. Yeah, for sure. I think the last time you were here with me was July sixteenth, so it's yeah, been probably, yeah. it's been a while, and I knew this was one for sure that you wanted to try to make. And here you are, here we are, ready to continue our look at the 2017 NFL season. Our division-by-division breakdown continues tonight with the NFC East. The best. Obviously, for the people that watch and listen to this show, live or after the fact, this division, there's a lot of interest there when you're talking about the Eagles, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Redskins that probably... Next closest would either be the AFC North, which we did last week, or the AFC East, which we'll do next week. So three weeks in a row, we, we finished strong with uh, the three most interesting divisions to us and our listeners and get to finish with playoff and Super Bowl predictions. So three big shows right in a row here in the middle and end of August as we ramp up towards the start of the NFL regular season, which is Thursday, September 7th. And... Uh, Let's before we uh, get to the NFCs. Let's uh, let everyone know how you can contact us. If there's anyone new out there and you want to contribute and interact with us and the show, there's a few ways you can do that. Primarily, social media is a great way to do that. Facebook and Twitter. We're on those sites. Look for Joe Mays and J Raff or Joe Mays and J Raff Show. We also do occasionally take phone calls, although I don't know if I'm properly set up to do that tonight. Uh, now that I think about it, well, they had to change the iPhone socket, so I have to have that adapter, and I don't have that adapter with me right now. So Way to go. Uh, we could give it a try, but I don't know if it would work. Probably the best way to, to get our attention immediately is via the Maze Sandwich Shop email inbox, 
And you can contact us at JoeMaysAndJRAF at gmail.com. So NFC East on the docket this evening. You know, a real quick look at what happened last year. Because I know, Justin, you're excited about the way things went down in 2016. Hey, if we if we start with how 2016 season finished, I'm I'm good to go. You know, <laughs> at week 17, real telltale sign of what's to come this year, right? Absolutely, totally. Yeah. totally. Okay. I, I, it would be interesting to look up how many divisions have seen all four teams win a title in the last six years. Because the NFC East Can't be many. are one of them. The Giants won it in 2011 when they went on to win the Super Bowl. The Redskins won it the next year. The Eagles after that. And then the Cowboys. So actually you had each team win the division in a four-year period from 2011 through so, 2014. Then the Redskins won it again in 15 with the Cowboys winning it again last year. Yeah, so that just means it's the Giants or Eagles to grab this year, right? Yeah, if that's if that's how if that's what you want to go with, you know, you could do that. Um, You know, honestly, it's been a pretty since the Eagles had their long run, which I'd say came to end in what two thousand six. Yeah, they had that really long run, oh one through oh six, where they won five times in six years. It's really been quite up and down. (laughs) There hasn't been a. Actually, when the last back-to-back winner was the Eagles way back in 03-04, I think. Yeah. Yeah, so pretty crazy that a team hasn't won the division in back-to-back years. That's that's good news for you because then it says the Cowboys won't win it this year. Hey, I'm all for that, right? Yeah, I mean, obviously we saw the Cowboys win five, but the, now we're going back t- 20 to 25 years ago. and um, You know, back on black and white TV. <laughs> is, that, is that how long ago it was? Yeah, yeah. not quite. But... Not, not quite, okay. It's hard to believe that that was 25 years ago, though. Yeah. Like, the, the start the start of it, the start of that run uh, was in 1992. So just remember that next time the Cowboys fans go on and tell you about how awesome America's team is, right? Quarter century ago, you're right. You're right. Like Notre Dame fans, right? I don't know if you, this is one you want to open up. <laughs> <laughs> a little late. I mean, I expected it on the show, cans, but I'm just going to... Worms <laughs> everywhere. Uh, cans op- can open worms everywhere. <laughs> and, and it was a little surprising to me to learn that last year was the first year that the NFC East generated a second playoff team since 2009. Yeah, that that surprised me a little bit. Except, uh, you know, they they've had. Well, I jo- well I said that they're you know the best division. I can't really make that argument too often. Um, there are some years where you could have made the argument. It's been a competitive. Yeah, division within the division for most of the of the recent history. Sometimes but, I think it's like the best and competitive. Like if all the teams are right nine and seven and eight and eight, it's a very competitive division. But right. is it the best? The best is when you probably have a team that's thirteen and three, eleven and five, ten and right. you know they're beating so you everyone. Look at, you look at some of those divisions in terms of like where the Broncos were winning a ton of games, but the Chiefs were making the playoffs. And then you had a team that was just around 500 and a team like at like five or six wins. Yeah. You know, or like that's the, probably uh, the best division. The AFC know? and NFC North in years past, right. like when you had, when you had the, the Packers, Vikings, the Bears you know, at times, but also uh, we see probably more recently, I think the AFC North had both wild cards just a few years ago. So yeah. You had the Steelers, yeah. Bengals, and Ravens right. in there. So that, you know, those are the clear cut, you know, although the Browns probably do bring it down a yeah, bit. Yeah, they do but bring it down a Having three bit. playoff teams does. This kind of do that for you. But 
Yeah, so, I don't know. It's kind of hard without mapping it out, but I think you can see multiple playoff teams from the NFC East this year. I don't know that you're going to get both wild cards from the NFC East, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if they got two in, you know. And that's somewhat a statement of the teams here, but it's also a statement about some of the other teams because while we while we've gone through a lot of the top teams, you know, I don't say we're like crazy about like oh they're a clear Super Bowl favorite or a favorite to get to the Super Bowl, I should say. But there are lots of teams where you're like, yeah, that's that's who we're going to pick to win the division until we see something else, you know. But in the NFC East. Or I, I think there's not as big of a drop off maybe to the second or third team mm-hmm. as some of the other divisions. Not not all, but but some of the others, you know. So hey, we'll see. I'm I'm sure that's some of the Homer part of it coming out, but right. that's the fun part, right? Sure, why not? <laughs> so where so where do we start when we always start at the bottom? Okay. So you know, last year, um the Eagles were last place, right? Seven and nine? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So the Eagles were last in 2016. Now, seven and nine, is uh, that's far cry from being the worst last place right. team in a division and that's when where you're you, really close to 500. That's where you would get some people who are like, look, the worst team in the division was seven and nine. Yeah. Yeah, but if you look back last year, I don't think the Eagles are really scaring a lot of teams, you know, because look, they were... Back and forth, and then they lost. They got off to five a fast a start, and then they had a real tough go of it. Um, five in a row, and seven out of eight. They went over a month between wins. Yeah, between September twenty fifth, they beat the Steelers in a, you know surprising fashion, absolutely. But they they won that to go three and zero. Oh. At that point, then they lost, or they went one two. They went not two and nine. Yeah, till well, Christmas time. If you go from September twenty sixth, yeah. the day after the Pittsburgh win, to December twenty first, the day before the Giants win, in three months they won two games. Yeah, and and that kind of that obviously defines the season. Yeah, <laughs> you know, October and November, you need you need to be pushing. You know, well, not double digit wins. But, you they know, won falls, one but game you're, per you're in month trouble. in October, November, and December. Yeah, and yet they still finished seven and nine because they had a, <laughs> because they were uh, they were undefeated in September and they were undefeated in January. That's right. Now, when you say that a team is undefeated in January, you're hoping that they're winning the games that count. Yeah, not just one, and not and, just and, one and, against and, a team that had already locked up the division and wasn't playing for anything. Play for pride. I see. Is, is that what you call it nowadays? Yeah, if you can't find some pride in beating a team's backups, I don't know. <laughs> what, what else do you have to hang your hat on? Exactly. All right. But I'm going to guess that neither of us have the Eagles in last place this year. No, I'm not putting them in last place. I, this I year. didn't think so, and I'm not going to. I, honestly, as I say here right now, I don't know where I'm going to put them, but I'm not putting them last. Okay, so who is your last? Do you have a last? This is really tough because honestly, I was thinking this as we go through. It wouldn't. I wouldn't rule out a single team here winning the division. I wouldn't either. Because look, last year the last place team went seven and nine. Seven and nine. You can so, easily three, three to four game right. fluctuation each year, so when up or down, right? When I feel any team could win the division, not that any, uh, you know, obviously some teams have a better chance than others, but that also means the reciprocal probably of every team could end up last. I'm going to go. 
Oh, man. I'm going to go with the Redskins. Okay. So am I. (laughs) I really thought you were going somewhere else with it. And I I was really going back and forth. But I'm going to go with the Redskins. I really have no idea what to think of the Kirk Cousins or Kurt Cousins, if, if, if I'm Washington Brass, can't get the name right, right? Um, I don't think it's him. Um, but I think that if I look at the team in general, um, I'm interested to see what some of their picks are able to do. Um, specifically, the way they've kind of rotated through running backs there the last few years, I'm interested to see what Samaj P. Ryan can do. Um, there's some people who are really high on him, thinking he got overlooked. He did have a great year at Oklahoma. Like, he was really good. He got overshadowed by Joe Mixon and the Joe Mixon story. Yeah. But Joe Mixon is the more dynamic player, I think. But that doesn't necessarily always translate to being the better pro. Um, I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. I, I think Washington's still good. Like, I... Yeah, I, but I think they're a I, it, 500 I th- team. Yeah, right? I think they're between 7 and 9 and 9 and 7. Right, they were 8, 7, and 1 last year, so they're just right. a hair over 500 because of that tie. So, to and, be honest, this is kind of what I want to see happen. I want to see them, well, except against the Eagles. I want to see them do all right, but really botch the Cousins thing even more and just have it set them back. You know, like I want them to have to franchise them next year and have them count for like 38 million against the cap or something. You know, right. like a, a quarter of your cap going to one player. I, that's what I want to happen just because it, it handcuffs them as a team that's a competitor to the team I'm rooting for. Right. So I don't think that's going to happen. I think Cousins is playing somewhere else next year. I think um, so too. And so I think this is that almost like a transitional year. It's a weird to think it like right, that, but right. it kind of is. But if you look at wide receiver. Well, they brought in, they, they yeah. made two additions and they lost two guys. They brought in, they went actually younger. They brought in Terrell Pryor, who yep. the Browns for some reason didn't want to pay. Right. And then they added Brian Quick as well, who hasn't lived so, up to the heights as with the Rams. Right. But they lost to Sean Jackson and Pierre Garçon. Right. I think Terrell Pryor is a great pickup. At wide receiver, especially for one year, eight million dollars. Yeah, that was a bargain. You've got a guy who's still trying to prove himself with a quarterback who's trying to prove himself. Yeah, look out! Like I think that's a dynamic. I, I wanted if, to if take Terrell him Pryor fantasy. can put up good numbers. Now it, it you know it was fluctuating, but if he can put up good numbers in Cleveland, how can he not put up good numbers with here? Kirk Cousins, right? True. You know, like, and I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is the next Tom Brady, but I'm just saying like he's, no, he's better, better than, than what they had. Right. Right. It's, he, it's Cleveland. Right. So. Prior is a, a good situation. Um, you know, Deshaun Jackson was good for some dynamic plays, but he's going to pull his hamstring he's and sit head, right. four games every year anyway. Sure. Um, Pierre Garçon, same thing. Awesome, but was great eight years ago. You know, like I, I so just kind of have to wait and see how that plays out. But, yeah, I think their defense. I think they'll be all right, like they have been. I think they'll have games where they look like a top 10 defense, and then they'll just get gashed some games, and you're like, where'd that come from? You know, like, how is this the same team? I think that's the Washington that we've seen the last few years, and I think it's the Washington we're going to see this year. They, I like the addition of Zach Brown, who had a bit of a renaissance last year with the Bills on a one-year contract. He came over from Tennessee where it was a high draft pick. He didn't live up to the hype there, but he 
certainly made a Mark Lasher with Buffalo. It was a bit surprising that he didn't get re-signed there. He went to uh, Washington, uh, where he's going to replace uh, uh, you know an aging defense that they kind of let walk or, or let go. Um, guys 30 or older, uh, specifically uh, along the defensive line, in uh, Golston, Jenkins, former Eagle, um, gone. The safeties got completely reworked. So it'll be interesting to see what their defense is going to do. And one of the reasons they were able to do that was because of the draft picks that they spent going with two Alabama guys early and Jonathan Allen thought to be one of the best players in the draft because is he of having injury shoulder issues it, already right. again this I think oh, is he, I, I thought I saw oh, I something on Ticker. I, didn't know I don't know. I haven't been following that closely, been kind of busy. But I thought I saw something that where there was an issue with Jonathan Allen's shoulder. Well, Maybe it may that. have been referencing the past things. Like sure. I, I don't know. But if it is, that's that's bad news. If not, that could be a huge pick for them because he was thought to be a top level talent, you know. But yeah, some issues getting him at drop. seventeen, people thought he was a top five pick, right? And then they went with Ryan Anderson, a linebacker, in the in the uh, second round. Uh, went defense again in the third with Moreau from the cornerback from UCLA, and then that you talked about the Oklahoma running back going in the fourth round. A lot of heralded rookie running backs this year. Who's going to be the best? Well, the Redskins hope that it's. How do you say his name? P. Ryan. P. Ryan. Samaje P. Ryan. I thought it was Perrin. That's how I've been saying it. That's why when you said P. Ryan, I was like, that is I'm, not how I've been I'm pronouncing. pretty sure that's it. I haven't I heard it pronounced. That's I, how like, I've heard it pronounced. <laughs> okay, that's I, fine. I yeah. um, the only other thing I want to talk about, it was interesting to look over the, the Redskins staff and see something we talked about a few months ago. Some yeah. former players in here. Oh, man. Um, Ike Hilliard. Yeah. The, that's the one that jumped out to me. Yep. For sure was the Ike Hilliard is coaching the wide receivers. Um, then, obviously, other mainstay coaching names and Bill Callahan and Jim Tom Sula yeah. are uh, working there. And then, now, this is a while ago, players known now for being an executive, but Doug Williams, who yeah. won a Super Bowl with the Redskins, all on their uh, in their front office or coaching staff. So, Washington, I, I think, you know... I'm going to put them at seven wins. Seven and nine. Yeah, like, just even because... A step back. I don't think... I'm not going to put them at eight and eight and say every team in the division's 500 or better. Like, I think that's a big jump. I'm going to put them at seven wins. And that's mostly just because I think their last, like, I think some of those toss up games they're going to lose. Um, so that's, I think some of this may be wishful thinking, but that's what I'm going with. Well, I mean, they start off with the Eagles at home. Then they got to go to LA. They come home to host Oakland and they go to KC. Not an easy schedule to open the season no. by any means. The Eagles. They have division to, opponent. You would think they almost have to win their first two. Well, I'd say like after those four, they have to be two and two. Right, yeah, because if they lose to the Eagles or the Rams, like I'm chalking up Kansas City and Oakland as losses for them. Probably, because I'd say both those teams are better. Right. And even if you think Kansas City, it's at Kansas City, so I'm going to favor them. So Even if you say Oakland's a push, right. which you could be. It's a West Coast team right. coming east, but it's a night game. Right. So, you yeah. know, they have to be two and two. Going into their bye week five, and then it's not really a cakewalk from there. No, the I mean, next few weeks. after the bye, they got a second bye. <laughs> San Francisco, but see, that's a game that they could they could lose because you know it's the Redskins, right? Even though it's San then, Francisco, then coming. they're at Philadelphia. They have to win that one. Obviously, division game, so you got to win. But then they play Dallas the next week at Seattle, right? Minnesota at New Orleans. Oh, and I think <laughs> it's they have the short week for Dallas too. So that Eagles game looks like a Monday night game. Yeah. 
Yeah, Monday yeah, night, is. and then the they, next week yeah. is Dallas. So at Seattle, Minnesota, at New Orleans Giants, at Cowboys, at Chargers. They have to go to both at Los Angeles teams. Yeah. Then they finish with Arizona, Denver, New York. You know what? I was gonna say they go eight and eight, but with that schedule, that's a brutal schedule. Yeah. I think they go six and ten. Oh, I like that better. But I'm <laughs> gonna go with seven. But I, I hope you. I, right. I was going to say until I took a look at their schedule, I was gonna say that they were eight and eight, and every team in that division was five hundred or better. But looking at that schedule, it's tough for me to find eight wins. Yeah, it's because it, even if you say they start two and two. Can they get six wins? In the, the, I say, basically, they must win 49ers and Chargers. That gets them to four. Right. But then what other games are you like that? Those are definite wins. So I gave them two push games. Right. Can they get four of those push games? I mean, if Saints, I don't expect to be great, but it's in New Orleans. It's against right. Drew Brees. Right. Same with the Vikings. I think they're about on the same page as Washington. They do get them at home. Maybe that's one of the push games. But do they beat Seattle at Seattle? Right. <laughs> Do do they uh, beat Arizona and Denver at home? Both teams, I think, are probably on the same level as the Redskins, and maybe they do. Maybe they do win those games. If they take over their games at home and win the two L.A. games, you're probably okay. Right, but then that's what we're talking about. That's the team this could be, but it's not the team where if we're you know forced to pick what we think is going to happen, that's not what we think is going to happen. So. so I think if the Redskins were playing an easier schedule, I think they're an 8 or 9 win team. Yeah. Because of that schedule, I think they're a six and ten team. Six six to seven wins. Let's hope. <laughs> for for your sake. Yeah, that's right. Certainly. All right. So you gave me your fourth place first. I'll give you my third place first. I am going to go with I'm making this up as I go. If you haven't me figured too. that figured that me out too. yet, because I sitting thinking about Wait, these. Before you teams. say it, let me pick. Let me let me. All right, all right. So I'm going to go. Well, I'm still gonna. I, I'm still trying to figure out where I want to go here because it it is really tough. It's a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. I, I think I got mine. You know who third place is? Yeah. <laughs> go ahead. I know who you're going to say. Do you? Yeah. Go ahead. Say it. I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk. Let's talk about that then. Because well, who I was, are you going to? I'm still trying to figure it oh, out. Come on. It's not Dallas, though. Okay. It's okay. not I, Dallas. I, 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 I understand that. I understand that. So I'm going to go with Dallas in third place. I think they're still really good. I think they're trending in the right direction. I think last year the stars aligned. Like, and you may not think that, but like, well, they started their fourth round quarterback, all this stuff. I agree, but I just think. They had a lot of things go their way last year that I don't think are going to go their way this year. Um, starting with, I think, well, it's hard to say. I, I don't really know what to think of the Ezekiel Elliott situation other than to take it for what it's worth from the outside. Right now he's suspended six games, right? And you can't be a person, not you, but like I've heard from a lot of people, yeah, but behind that line anybody could run. Okay, that we'll may find be true. that out then for sure. That may be true. However, then you can't tell me how good Ezekiel Elliott is. You you know what I mean? Like yeah. just from that standpoint. And I, you can't stand there and in the same argument tell me he is great. The line is what makes all the runners great. Yes, like there's pro it's probably somewhere in between. He is very good, and the line is very good. And you put that together, and Dak played awesome last year. I think the defense 
was played really well with their offense last year. I think if the offense takes a slight step back, the defense will suffer as well. And so I'm going to go with that. And I can see your phone lighting up. Yeah, he's sending me. He's sending me emojis. I know it's coming in. He's sending me emojis. That's only because he got the keyboard stuck on that. He probably doesn't know how to turn it back. (laughs) So you got Cowboys with three. I I think I know what emoji is probably coming next. That one already came. (laughs) Well, so what was your win loss for Dallas then in third place in the East after going 13 and three years ago? Oh, 13 and three. Oh gosh. Um, I'm going to go nine wins. Nine and seven. Yeah, nine and seven. Ouch. That'd be a huge drop off, especially because they probably should have been 14 and two. They Ooh. shouldn't have lost to the Eagles. What? The last what? <laughs> no way should they have been, no. uh, should, should that have uh, been, a, been a loss for them? Yeah. So I'm going to go nine. Nine wins. Okay, here's my dilemma, and this spoils it a bit. And it cut probably, to, I, I agree with you that Dallas is going to be worse. I still think they're going to be second place. I, I can't – I again, what I told you is part what I think will happen, part what I hope happens. I can't really argue I, strongly, my, like, factually, against what, what I think you're, you're going to do. My biggest problem with the Cowboys is I, I agree with you. I think so much came – like they hit everything at the right time. Right. Like until the, the playoffs came when they, they duked it out with the Packers, they obviously could play with them. Like yeah. they, Dallas is a good team. But I just think some things either bounced their way or the schedule lined up appropriately. They just had well, like, lightning I'm in the bottle with Prescott sure. and Elliott. I don't know what game – and it would be a pain to do. But like if you look at who they faced as quarterbacks, didn't they go through a run facing god-awful quarterbacks last year? Yeah. Like – I, and I don't know that I might be mixing it up. I I might I don't know that that was them. Well, that was the Patriots. Um, well, okay, okay. We, we talked yeah, about they right, faced right. backups yeah, or yes, the yes. lower rung. The I knew it was one of the top. Yeah, teams. Yeah, that was New England. Now, I'm was. not saying okay. Dallas didn't also have a smirk, right, but I'm right. pretty sure it was New England, and that's what people were using to discount them when they got the playoffs right, coming around. Right now, because they're like, oh, now they, you're gonna have to face. Right. They were really good, but I look at it as if Elliott is as good as advertised, which. I have no argument against. Like he was, he was amazing last year. Then losing him for six games, or for four games, or for even two, could be a big deal, right? Like you know, like losing him for any amount of time could be a big deal. I think it'll be reduced. I think it will be two, but I'm I'm trying to. I don't think it'll go down to two. I think it's going to be three or four. Right. Uh, yeah. And, I, you know, you look. Their first four weeks aren't. They should. They should easily be three and one. Well, maybe see, four I think the all. problem is they couldn't beat the Giants last year. They have to go both to Denver and to Arizona right. before hosting After the Rams. After coming back from Denver, so they play in Denver and then come home. And I know the it's Arizona game is a Monday it's not night, a long so flight, they, they Denver have a to Dallas, short but... week for the Rams to come right. into AT and T. And then they have the Packers after that. So I get the Niners out of the bye. <laughs> like, man, the Niners are not Niners, working out with yeah, these NFC East schedules. Yeah, really. But so. I don't know. But you look look at the end of their schedule. Right? Giants, so they have, Raiders, Seahawks, so Eagles. Starting at end of November, they have Washington, and then they're at New York, then at Oakland the next week, then they host Seattle, and then they're at Philly. Well, and the week before is the Thanksgiving game. Right. So not and three of the last four are on the road. Right. Not an easy not, not an, an easy, easy schedule. Definitely not. So last year they went thirteen and three. I'm gonna so I'm gonna peg go him at nine. second place. I'm gonna say though at ten and six. Okay, so who'd you slot in for third place? 
I'm going to say the Eagles. You can do it. I'm not personally I'm gonna, offended. No, I'm, I'm going to say the Eagles. So I, I get that. Now, I they were 7-9 last year. Um, I think you're going to see improvement. I think they get to 9. I think okay. they go 9-7. and seven. So we both have our third-place team here, 9-7. Nine, nine and seven. Yeah, so I'd say 6-7 and seven wins for the Redskins. i say 8-9 to nine for the Eagles. Cowboys, I'm going to say a hard 10. Because I don't think they're 9, and I don't think right. they're 11. So I'm going to say a hard 10. All right, so who are you going? So the Giants are my number 1. Me too. They you went a, They me. went 11-5 and five last year, which I don't think people remember because right. no. the Cowboys were all the rage. Yes, they went 11-5, and they beat the Cowboys both times, didn't both they? Both times they beat the Cowboys. Now, the first time they beat the Cowboys because the Cowboys couldn't manage the clock. Yeah, the Cowboys had some issues in that first game, which but, they get to like a rematch, identical this year. Right. I bet we won't hear that at all, though. No, nothing about that. No. The reason I'm going with the Giants is because I like their additions. Yes. And I don't know what they lost that really makes that much of a I, difference. I agree completely. I think Brandon Marshall is going to have a great year for the yes, Giants, I, which is why I drafted him in fantasy. I know. Uh, I like the addition of Rhett Ellison, a no-name tight end from the Vikings that people you know probably don't know much about. They also added Evan Ingram, another tight end in the draft, so they're giving uh, more weapons for Eli Manning, who obviously is getting up there. You know, his brother's retired right. now. They talk about Brady hitting 40. Uh, Rodgers in his mid to late 30s. Th- this group of quarterbacks People have this are misconception because Eli was always known as Peyton's little brother. Right. Yeah, but when you're the little brother to somebody who's in their 40s, yeah. that doesn't Still means that you're, you're probably young. in your right. mid to late 30s. Right. Uh, they brought in a former first-round pick from the Chargers in DJ Fluker to aid that always uh, offensive line, it's always an upheaval. They brought back Jason Pierre-Paul, you know, on another uh, uh, contract for him that he's kind of going year to year with them. I don't. The other draft picks don't stand out a lot to me. They they added the Bama, the big Bama defensive lineman, and Dalvin Tomlinson in the second round. Maybe one of the more interesting picks was Davis Webb, the quarterback from Cal in the yep. third. Is he the heir apparent to Eli? Who you know probably going to play two, three more years. Is Davis Webb going to step in? But that really means nothing in 2017. But I don't know. I just there's just something about the Giants no, I that agree. I think it, they're deceptive. That 11 and five snuck up on people. I think last year. I think right. I I wholeheartedly agree. 11 and five last year beat the team who won the division both times twice, and they lost to the Packers who were hot in the right. playoffs. I'm talking right. And oh, what'd you do? You have the best wide receiver in football. Odell Beckham. And you add a guy across from him who's a perfect complement or has the potential to be a perfect complement and is not a number one anymore. No. But has number one skills, maybe. But, it, you know, like his speed's not there anymore. His jump's probably not quite as good as it used to be. However, you put those, that, that like mentality and those, like, the catching's still there. Yep. And you put that at number, at your number two wide receiver lined up across from Odell. I, I like what that can do. Now, can the line keep Eli from getting killed? Yeah, well, they brought in Fluker. Eric Flowers right. entering, what, his third third year now, I think, yeah. maybe fourth year. Justin Pugh as well. Uh, and then on, on defense, their secondary has been getting better with the, the, the recent draft picks in Eli Apple and Landon Collins. Last year, they brought over uh, Janoris Jenkins. Uh, they just added this offseason, Duke Henicho, who's a veteran rotating secondary member, but... Um, and they have your guy, DRC, Dominic Rogers Camardi, oh another tra- traveling uh, defensive back that spent time with the Eagles. So I think I think it is the Giants this year. Not Me that too. they're I, – I think they're as good as they were last year when they added a few pe- pieces to the puzzle, especially Brandon Marshall. I think that will be a huge help. 
to them. And while the schedule is not easy, obviously, because they're playing the other NFC East teams, I think that I just, I just think the Giants are uh, the, the team to beat there. I'm going to put them at 11. Yeah, I'm that's gonna where I'm going to put them, I, same as last year. Yeah, 11 and, and 5. I'm going to put the Eagles at 10 wins. That's fine. I think they're just a, the, the bump up. Um, there are certainly concerns that I have there, but I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I think they're going to continue to progress. I think it's going to be really close. I think you're going to have 9, 10, 11. I think it's, you know, two games separate three teams. That that could be really exciting, especially with all this divisional play at the end of the season. You know, that, like that can be huge, right? So I kind of hope that happens. No, I think um, one of the big problems that I have with the Cowboys is not to jump back there. No, but that's I, fine. I just uh, if you want to talk about problems with the Cowboys? I'm all for it. <laughs> we, can, we can devote as much time as you want. To problems My with the Cowboys. biggest issues with the Cowboys is the loss of their secondary. <laughs> Like everyone, yeah, not is not go- is gone. The losses in like, their I secondary. I think all four starters, yeah, gone. Wilcox, Church, Claiborne, Carr, and let, let's be clear. Last year was the first year in how long that they that anyone would argue that they had anything somewhat of a stable secondary, right? And they're all gone, right? Now I know they drafted um, Chidobia Woozy and Jordan Lewis early in the draft, second and third rounders, and they got the the best name ever. Taco Charlton to, to help with their defensive line. Um, you know, two out of three Michigan guys. But I don't know if it's going to be. An, and obviously, they added uh, guys in free agency. Nolan Carroll played for the Eagles and right. Dolphins. He's down there now. Um, Blanton from the Bills. But I just, I don't know. I just, I'm, I, I'm a little worried about it. In a league that has become so pass happy that they have the pieces necessary to match what they did last year right and and think about it how much of last year was it like think about all the long drives they had last year where they just ran it down people's throats and all that stuff all i'm saying is i if elliot is that good and i'm not saying mcfadden can't be because you know you, you don't need him for the season you need him for the suspension basically you know and and the spell elliot for the rest of the time but if Elliott is that good, it has to hurt to lose him. If he's not that good, then, you know, just look at Tom Brady, system quarterback. You know? <laughs> I'm kidding. I kidding, think kind of. my, besides the secondary, my second biggest thing is, well, now the NFL has had an entire year to figure yeah. out Prescott and, and to a lesser extent, Elliott. Cause I think running backs generally, if you're good, you're good. Yeah. You know, it comes down to, the line play and play calling more so than the league figure out how to stop you. But a quarterback, there's so much that the league can figure out with that much film. I'm afraid what they're going to be able to do to Prescott. And it really yeah. is about look, him evolving and the, the play calling evolving to offset that. Look at Prescott, his second to last year at Mississippi State versus last year at Mississippi State. Same thing. Not that he wasn't good, right? But people adjusted. He burst onto the scene and people are like, whoa, what is going on? I remember watching him thinking this kid is unreal and I really liked him. Um, I wasn't glad that Dallas got him because I liked him. Not that I wanted the Eagles to get him. They just drafted Carson Wentz. But like, you know, I'm like, oh man, that could actually work for them. All that stuff. And it did. But it'll be interesting to kind of see how it plays out. I just think they're good. I still think they're headed in the right direction. But like you said, there's definitely questions on defense. And last year, people would say the defense was a surprise, consistent-wise. Not that they don't have the talent, 
but they that, their consistency was good. You know, I I love Sean Lee, but he was yeah he just know, he's got injury issues. right injury issues, and he's by far the leader on that defense. And then you know you have you have all kinds of you have suspensions everywhere in Dallas, like trying you know like what's going on. So you know it may take a little bit of time to kind of figure out what this team is or where they are. And 13 and three is insane. So I don't think they get to 13. I think they take a yeah, slight step back. It, and a lot has to go right to get to 13 and three. So I think me having them at 10 wins, you having them at nine wins. I don't think it's unreasonable to, to say with what happened in the off season and what's looming over them with the Elliott suspension. Now, I don't think it's outlandish to think that they're around a 10 win team. They're better than a 500 team. Right. They're obviously not, I don't think anyone would say that they're a 13 or 14 win team as it stands right now. But so one of the key reasons that I feel that the Cowboys could take a step back also relates to your Eagles because now, excuse me, now the NFL has the opportunity to see a year of Carson Wentz. Is that going to be an issue for Philadelphia? Is um, the play calling and Wentz's ability to react to new defensive schemes that are there to stop his strengths? Can he, is he better, you know, did he improve on his deficiencies? Right. And that's one of the reasons I think I couldn't put Philly at one. And, oh, I, and I, I was like, I'm going with the Giants. Yeah, because I can see that. I think the Eagles probably made more notorious offseason moves than the Giants or Cowboys did um, with the two big receivers in Smith and Jeffrey. Uh, obviously bringing back Nick Foles as a backup quarterback and all, our boy Matt McCoy, you know. Um, but they bring over Chris Long on defense, Patrick Robinson from the Colts, uh, and uh, Blunt from the Patriots, who I heard Blunt is – is Blunt on the bubble to make the roster? Yeah, because – Which is crazy because that was kind of a heralded late signing. Right, May. because like, I think he has like seven carries for 17 yards and two fumbles or something in, mm. in the preseason. Like he hasn't – you know, it's different once Bilichek's not breathing down your neck. You know, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> We've seen that a lot. The Patriots get, let a guy go at the right time. We've seen that yeah. a lot. So I, But I think the additions of, of um, Alshon Jeffrey and Torrey Smith really help out a right. Wentz in the offense for sure. They have a stable of running backs well, with or without Blunt. I look at it as the Cowboys, for their rookie quarterback, couldn't have helped him like – much more than they did last year. Like, what more could he ask for for a rookie quarterback than what Dallas provided? Dynamic running back, incredible offensive line. Number one wide receiver. Great wide receiver. And a defense that played really well last year. What could the Eagles, like, you know... A decrepit offensive line that's been getting worse. Right. Best offensive line was receivers that would drop everything thrown to them. Right. Led the leagues in, like, drops, like... Even your number one, you know, you, you, all these guys, you know. So I feel like the supporting cast could be the same. I hope is slightly better, and I think that's a swing in games for the Eagles. I like I said with the Cowboys, everything seemed to go right for them last year. It's hard. It's really hard in the NFL for everything to go right for you for two years. From now. Unless you're the Patriots, exactly. And I think maybe one of the Eagles. Biggest offseason moves just happened getting Ronald Darby yeah. for Jordan Matthews. Now, I think of all the Eagles, not counting the new guys, of all the Eagles roster receivers, Matthews is the hardest one to lose. Yeah. You know, but 
with Smith and but Jeffrey you're also there. About to, you're just about to have to pay Jordan Matthews if you think he's got right. or you let him walk for nothing. And you got a good cornerback, a young cornerback, right. Ronald Darby for the Bills in a spot that you needed help. Yeah. And everyone hopes that next year it'll be Sidney Jones slotting in. Well, now you have uh, Darby to go with him. Yeah. And you also added Derek Barnett in the first round, and he's looked good in the preseason. People are talking about him starting to work his way into starter position, which they don't need it yet. Like, don't put that on him. Let him come in Let there. him be a situational pass yeah. rusher. Oh Let him be that psycho guy that comes yeah. off the edge. Yeah. So, and, and what did you lose? Well, okay, Benny Logan, you know, it, it is what it is. Right. Uh, was he a big name? No. I thought he was a solid player. I was a little bit surprised I didn't resign him. Connor Barwin was past his prime, and I never thought fit – Perfect in the Eagles right. system. I know one year he put up a ton of sacks. He, he produced, but, but it wasn't. He was awful in coverage. Right. Yeah, and oh it was gosh. time to move on. And we talked about Nolan Carroll left the left the Eagles to go to the Cowboys. But with all those other additions uh, in the offseason. now I'll I'll give Ryan Matthews the the pass here because it says team to be determined where he ends up because they, that just happened at yeah. the end of the week. But they have two other guys who left that are to be determined. Because they're still waiting, right? You know, like that—that that tells you something a little bit about the the quote unquote loss. I, I, it'd be very interested if Blunt ends up getting cut. I'm assuming well, they that, like Corey Clement. Well, that's what I was gonna say. Corey Clement um, and I like Corey Clement. Donnell Pumphrey, Wendell Smallwood, and Darren Sproles would be your four guys. Yeah, Donnell Pumphrey, yeah. So there's the problem. Two rookies. Co- well, and Corey Clement is the only one with any size there, right? Like Wendell Smallwood's not. Terrible, but it's, and Darren Sproles it's interesting to me that you have no guys in the middle that can do both. Right. They're either all shifty speed guys in Pumphrey, Smallwood, right. and Sproles, or they're big bruisers in Clement and Blunt. Right. There's no like all around running yeah. back there. Yeah, tell interesting me about dynamic. It. But in a passing happening, having Clement for goal line or the, picking up a right. few yards and then having a stable of Pumphrey, Smallwood, and Sproles, not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah. We we'll see there, but yeah, I I think you know some of it's wishful thinking, but I I'm really hopeful that they that like I said that supporting cast can start to come in to put in you know develop and and be there and actually help the young quarterback as opposed to last year he didn't get any help yeah there was no help offensive line was terrible running game was essentially non-existent other than get the ball to Sproles out in space you know which is a good plan but but right. like you know I. And and when you did get it to the receivers, they dropped it. Like, you know. Yeah, they did not have a good Side year. note, like watching the Jags game the other night. Oh, gosh. Penny, 6 of 10. At least three Except, of the four. I was going to say. At least three. And maybe all four. But at least three of the four. Three the, for sure. Two were touchdowns as hit well. Hit the guys. Hit the receivers in the hands and chest. Hands and chest. That's hard to do if they don't catch it. Yeah, it's a, it's absurd. Yeah. To think of start Chad Henning. Uh, honestly, I saw an article from Jacksonville writer that said that it's over. Like it'll be Henning. Well, yeah, yeah. I'll talk to you more after the show. Well, I mean, and, and there's people that that are like, "Why start any trade for Alex Smith? I, yeah, sign Colin Kaepernick." I saw people are like, "Trade a first for Alex Smith." No, no don't don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not don't saying Alex that. Smith is bad. No, and, but you're not trading a first rounder for a guy that's on the, the end of his career, right? Oh, and the running's on the wall there in Kansas City, right? Like, you know, like like he's going to probably get cut in the off season if he if he doesn't want to be a backup, right? Because next year is probably going to be Mahomes unless right. Smith really lights it up this year. So before we go, um, let's just check in on the text from my dad. 
He says Cowboys and Giants ten and six, Washington seven and nine, Eagles zero and sixteen. All right, we're we're betting a sandwich that the Eagles don't go zero and sixteen, right? That, <laughs> that's, that's, he, that was there. He did spend the follow up text and said, "Really, Washington and Philly seven and nine. Okay, I, I, possibility. You know, like I think. Oh man, I'd be mad if the Eagles do that two years seven ago, and nine, but. two years in a row. Yeah. So, but uh, I, my dad's been betting people a lot. A lot of uh, Eagles fans that come in the shop, primarily our uh, Clover Farms delivery man, uh, is a huge Eagles fan, and I think they have a bet. So, if you want to get in on that yeah. action, you got to stop by. Oh, you also you have a uh, a free special for the uh, the t shirt t shirt <laughs> in July. So, uh, you got to stop by for that. But I'll see you tomorrow morning, anyways. I'll be there. <laughs> All right. So, anything else to say about the NFC East? Go Eagles. <laughs> so we both agree Washington probably the worst in that division. Six, seven wins, mostly because of the talented teams they have to play against. They're they're better than that if they're playing in another division, you know, talking at least five hundred, maybe better, but you know, those are the cards you're dealt, you gotta deal with it. Next, you had the Cowboys at nine and seven, I think. Yeah. I had the Eagles at nine and seven. Then I had the Cowboys in second. Had you had Eagles the Eagles in second. I had also Cowboys at 10-6. And then we both had the Giants going 11-5 back-to-back years and winning that division. Yeah. Again, we said it wouldn't surprise either of us if any of those four teams win the division. And I, I'd venture to say if any of them finish last, it wouldn't be a huge surprise. But it, Except I mean, Dallas. If I Dallas would be surprised last, if be Dallas surprised. was last. But remember... When they won the division three years ago, the next year they won four and twelve. Well, we can all hope, right? So, I mean, I know there are other issues going on there, but injuries can ha- happen every year. Just yeah. ask the Dolphins. Three starters out for the year already. So we're off to a great start in, in Miami. Jay but, Cutler's, but Jay Cutler's here, so we're ready to go. We're, we're ready. To, we're ready to go. Speaking of the Dolphins, we'll talk about that more in depth next week, August 27th, same time, 7.45 p.m. on Sunday. We'll rip that Band-Aid right off. Yeah, Let's we're going to get Sunday. get that one done. Thankfully for the Dolphins, there's at least one other team, if not two, that are worse than them even with those injuries. So thank God for the Jets and Bills. That's all I got to say. <laughs> of course, then the Dolphins will go 2-14 and 14 and I'll look like a schmuck. But, hey, that's happened plenty of times before. <laughs> And, of course, then there's the Patriots, which we always have to uh, talk about. Maybe we should get them done with it first at the beginning and just yeah, say... we're going to start at the top and just mention it and then move on. Well, maybe we can just sing their praises and talk about how they're going to go 16-0 and and the opposite will happen. Let's do it. Which just means that they'll go 14-2. But still, it's not 16-0. and Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you have any shout-outs, anything to mention? I guess um, happy anniversary to Greg and Laura celebrating yeah. uh, six years today. Yeah. And I said happy birthday to my mom last week. I also said it to Jamie related last week as well because the, the timing on the shows. Um, I don't. I think that. Think that's it. I, I think we're good. Yeah. Um, football season is is in gear in the high school. Our junior high or middle school season starts tomorrow, and uh, the NFL starts September seventh. So it's here, people, and Thank it's lo- it's lovely. Yeah, it's glorious. Most wonderful time of the year. It right? is, for sure. Oh, All right. Sure. Well, we've got nothing else to say. So uh, thanks for listening to episode 241 of the Joe Mays and J-Raff show. Tune in every Sunday for our take on sports. Until next time, he's Justin Raffoff. I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. 
Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and JRAF show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Facebook Live and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRAF.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.